0: here i am back with another podcast episode see that was an actual like decent intro holy shit pat on the back for me on that one buddy um still don't have a fucking intro uh what's new i mean it's only episode two so can you blame me maybe that should just be my intro though you know i still don't have an intro that's just the intro that'll go down in history um this one This one is gonna definitely uh, touch some feels. Uh, This episode I am calling I'm Just a Kid and My Life is a Nightmare. (laughs) That's literally what this is right now. Um, But without any further ado, let's get straight into it. First off, good news before we get into the really fucked up shit. Do any of you guys remember the certain somebody that I mentioned in the last episode? Uh, You know, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome with the tattoos and pretty eyes? Well, um, he did say live in the last episode that he would gladly be a part of an episode. But that one episode turned into being my fucking co-host and i am so excited i gotta stop with the singing voice i've like i've already done a podcast episode earlier about like my medical shit going on um but then something happened that brought up another story so we're just gonna go to that one um but yeah i'm super excited we're gonna have a co-host here he's gonna be able to keep me pretty grounded and add some more humor to the uh episode so that'll be great that'll be fun and dandy um now this one i also mentioned this briefly at the end of the last episode if you guys watched slash listened to that one you can't really watch it there's no video so listen to that one um also pause real quick i apologize if you hear any like vroom vroom cars in the background i live like right next to a fucking racetrack and every friday and sunday they do races so i'm kind of getting fucked over on that one um but that is my fault for waiting so long to do this but oopsies oh well um so last episode at the end of the episode i mentioned the psychotic mom that i pressed charges on and my uh history with the cops because at this point we might as well be on a first name fucking basis because yeah (laughs) i the amount of times i've had to call them holy shit my first encounter with them was like my car accident obviously um (laughs) ever since then oh my god but yeah so during my last episode or not like the last episode that has aired but the last episode i was making which i'm gonna remake because i was that was kind of messy anyway um i got a call i ignored the call because quite frankly i don't answer fucking phone calls if it's people i don't know um i try to answer phone calls if they're the area code of where i live but meh meh Um, I also didn't want to answer it because I'm having another legal matter going on with my car right now where I have to hire an attorney because, um, the people that sold me the car are fucking me over. And coincidentally, (laughs) um, the person that works there is the son of the mother I had a press charges on. So like the sling that I had, right? Yeah. Um, yeah fun times fun fucking times. so i've got a double whammy today because they also called me this morning and we're like hey buddy um when are you gonna pay us and i was like um well you see i'm not going to because um <clears throat> consumer laws um i was gonna say lemon laws but my car is too old it's 18 years old so it's too old to be considered for lemon laws technically uh, but consumer laws though uh they're royally fucking over with the warranty. They didn't tell me that it was an accident that was in an accident. Um, And also they're charging me five times what the car is worth, not including the accident with the accident. It's like 5.5 times what it's worth. So yeah, I was worried it was them, Uh, (laughs) but no, I listened to the voicemail and it was actually the fucking um, investigator for this case and um, the investigator for the prosecutor. So, it was the investigator from the courthouse. He called me. He was like, hey, is this Aspen? Uh, if you could just give me a call back. This is concerning XYZ. Not going to mention her name because she doesn't deserve the fucking attention. Um, about the charges that you pressed on her. And it is, what, May? Almost June. And I did this back in April. Um, so, it's been a little while. I honestly thought that this case was dropped. But apparently not because she has on the court date June 2nd. Um, Yeah. So brief background on that. Um, So her son and I had like a fling thing going on, right? And he lived with me for a week because I wanted to help him because she's fucking psychotic and he wanted to get the fuck out of her house. Um, That was a whole ordeal. Um, I already was super uncomfortable around her. Um, Me and that friend group at the time, it was me, her son, um, this guy, I, and then the other guy, Jay. We were all like really close buddies and whatnot. And they were all kind of just rebound friends but also the fling was just a rebound for me and my last relationship with the drug addict which eh, i need a nickname for that one too (laughs) i'm not gonna make these nicknames i think the drug addict one we're gonna call ej um because it's kind of closely associated but not really um so yeah that was a whole doozy as well i gotta stop saying that fucking word i promised myself i'd only say it once but you know what that was a mess as well. Um, and we'll be a part of the Messy Men podcast with my bestie, Sophie. So, like I said, we're going to have um, my co-host. I haven't even told you his name yet. My co-host, Cam. He's going to be on here as well. Um, and then my best friend, Sophie, is going to be on here every so often as well, maybe. Uh, but mostly for the Men Are Trash episode. <laughs> and I think Cam's going to be part of that one, too, to kind of be like a man sounding board, I guess. Um And also, these podcasts are going to help him get to know me a bit better, help me get to know him a bit better. So I think all around it's going to be fucking great. Um, Not that he doesn't know, like, majority of this. Oh, my God. It's 444. Angel numbers. (laughs) Wow. Angel numbers. Love that. Uh, Sophie and I are obsessed with angel numbers lately. But continuing. I got to stay on track. On track. Stop singing. Aspen. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. I think this is, like, a mode that I get in when I'm, like, on the verge of getting stressed out. I think it's a part of, like, my dissociative disorder where, like, instead of getting stressed out or overly emotional, I just go, like, super, like, hyper mode, I guess. And I'm just, like, all right, let's go. Woo! (laughs) Like, it's a problem. Um, But anyway, I digress. Um, So, yeah. um, That group of boys was all, like, I mean, again, we're all adults. and yeah so uh, they all <laughs> live with their parents and I don't have an issue with it with people that live with their parents by all means I definitely wish I would have stayed with my parents a lot longer although my relationship with my parents is not the best at all um I mean it is a little bit better now that I moved out and they've kind of like came to terms with it and came to terms that I'm my own entity and not a pet or not something that they can control or use for their own personal gain um and I think all around the relationship has gotten better um, in a sense of we can understand each other. There are hard boundaries and I've learned a lot better to a lot more, a lot better, whatever, um, to set my own personal boundaries and not let people walk all over them. Um, so, yeah. And but the thing that irks me about people that live with their parents and do stuff like that is the people that don't strive for more. Like... Um, In the sense of anytime they got a paycheck from their jobs, right, they would immediately blow it on cigarettes, weed, booze, stuff like that, and it would be gone. And then they'd complain about how broke they are and everything like that. And It would also be like eating out every fucking night and every morning and every afternoon, which, you know, that's fun every so often. I love to go out with my friends and, you know, I'm not opposed to, like, a drink or two here and there. Like, I even made my own fucking wine recently, which is chef's kiss chef's kiss it's so good um but it's more like kind of licorice because i let it ferment for a while so definitely more licorice than anything but i'm here for it um i gotta stop saying that too tiktok is really just getting to my fucking head at this point i'm picking up everybody from tiktok's mannerisms and oh my god um but yeah and they were the kind of people that didn't strive for anything else you know they were okay with just living with their parents and bumming off of them for everything and weren't going to school, didn't strive for a better job. They just worked like minimum wage jobs and blew it all. Um, And like their vehicles and stuff were not their own vehicles, which again, that's fine if that system works for you with your parents. But I mean, more along the lines of you're not striving for better. You know, I know plenty of people now Uh, Like the people closest to me still live with their parents, but they are striving to do better. They are striving to like become their own person and living with their parents is just because shit's fucking expensive right now. And while going to school and work and all that, it's not affordable. I'm completely here for that. Use your resources. And like I said, I wish I did that because I'm really hurting now. Um, I'm especially hurting because I gave all my money away to people and a lot of people involved in this story. Um, but anyway, um, so I helped that son. We're going to call him M.A. Um, I helped M.A. out of, get out of his mom's house. And like I said, he was living with me for a week, um, until he got mad because I pressed charges on his mom for threatening me, harassing me, and also her trying to find my address. Um, which we'll get into that a bit more. Um, but yeah, so the investigator called me. And he was like, hey, so when I called back, he was like, hey, so um, this is what it's about. It's about this woman. You know, you press these charges. These are the charges. I think it's threatening to the second degree and uh, disorderly conduct. And he's like, we were just wondering, like, how your stance is now, you know, since it's been a little while. She has an upcoming court date, et cetera, et cetera. And then he's like, well, people usually choose one of three options because I asked, like, what do you mean? Um, and he's like, well, the first one where it's like, you just want to throw the book at them, give them all the charges. The second one is, you know, in middle of like, mm, yeah, give them charges, but also not like you're 50-50 or the last one where just drop the charges. And I straight up told him, I said, no, I want those charges to stay. And I want them to go through because quite frankly, I'm petrified of that woman. She has done nothing useful. And I'm especially scared now that Me and her son are no longer on talking terms because of some fucked up shit that he did. I didn't say that part. Um, But because of some issues, um, if she finds out, she's already made the threat before that if I were to ever, quote unquote, break her baby boy's heart or fuck him over in any way, which again, we never had an official relationship. It was a one night stand that turned into us growing a little bit closer, talking about possibly getting together, but never actually being together. Um, and that was primarily from him. I laid it out specifically as this isn't going to go past this one night stand whatsoever. He pushed for a relationship and I kind of gave in, but again, still not a relationship. Just gave into the fact of sex. Um, and also just being there for him. Um, I'm glad that did not fucking progress. And he was to the point of wanted to be in a relationship so badly that he even bought me like a promise ring which was weird um but then after the facts told me that he only wanted a relationship because i've always had this hard boundary that i don't do anything crazy sexual or sexual at all typically unless i'm in a relationship um which again with him it was supposed to be a one-night stand and we left it there i was drunk i was single freshly single it was supposed to just stay there. Um, it, yeah, but that whole thing, it became really obsessive, and I still through it all was very helpful and was like a good friend and stayed there, uh, which I regret so much. Um, but yeah, that was a whole whole mess, and he controlled me so much, even bef- like, even though we weren't in a relationship. And so, I, like I said, I'm glad I never actually entered a relationship with that person because, oh, my God. And it was so bad. And, like, this is the thing that men, uh it irks me about men, is if you don't put out for them, they get so mad. And they get obsessive. And, I mean, maybe not all men, but majority of them. They get obsessive. They get controlling. And if you don't keep up those boundaries, they're going to walk all over them. And that's what I learned, especially with him and why I keep my boundaries is because they're very much like toddlers you have to you can't when a toddler gets into something like let's say for example a toddler gets into like chocolate that they're not supposed to eat right and you say no you cannot have the chocolate right now we already discussed it you're not allowed to have it and whatever they get punished and then but if they go back another time and then you're like oh well he he already opened it so i guess he can eat it that's fine What is that teaching them? That's only teaching them that they can break those boundaries and you're going to fold and bend for them no matter what. So yeah, that's especially what happened with him. Um, But yeah, so that whole friend group, not good um, at all whatsoever. I never partook in the drugs or anything like that because mm, no, I'm good. Um, But it's just not good people. In very much different maturity set than I am. And especially than I was back then. Um, and I realized that as well. Like I, I mentioned that so many times. And I tried distancing myself so many times from them. But then right back in there. And it became the kind of thing where I was basically like the mom for these boys. Where, you know, I'm the one with the house. I'm the only one that's living on my own. Um, and whatnot. Which, again, they are well into their 20s. And are still just... Yeah. But whatever, um, like I said, it would be totally different if they actually were doing something with their lives, but they're not. And whenever they got in an argument with their parents or their spouses or whatever the fuck, um, they would come and just stay at my house and I would feed them and do all these things. I was literally the mom. Um, I paid for majority of the things too, a whole ordeal, but not the topic at hand. Um, so, yeah, and then um, the investigator was asking me a little bit more about it, like, because he seemed shocked. And I'm like, because he also mentioned that me and the fling were like no longer on speaking terms either. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, quite honestly, too, I've been looking into getting a restraining order because I don't trust her. The second that she finds out, I mean, it's been a decent while, like a long, decent while, actually. So she probably knows, but she's been in and out of jail awaiting trial. So it's also more so if she gets out of jail kind of thing and gets out of this whole court stuff. Um, I was like, I, once she gets the chance, like I have no doubt that she would come find my address and do something because she's made those threats before she's attempted it before. Um, and yeah, so woo, love that. And that was left there. I asked the uh, investigator some more information. I was like, do I need to go to the court date? Do I need to do anything else? How does this affect me? Um, and whatnot. And he's like, you don't have to do anything. If you want any updates on the case, you can totally call me. Or also here's like a website link to get updates on it. And all I can really see on that website so far is the charges. Um, yeah. Like it says, the only description that it has right now is the activities and an arraignment um, on June 2nd. There was a $1,000 bond as well, which she got out on bond, so she paid that, which is really fucking baffling too because I want to know where she got that money because in the recordings we're going to listen to too, she kept talking about how she had no money and this and that. She also took money from M.A. all the time. She also took his tax returns, his stimuluses, and uh, he was paying for his car partially and paying his bills and blah 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 and she would ask for more money and everything like that and then eventually didn't even pay off his car which i'll go more into later um i could say when she was born well like the year um why is everything in the same fucking court i mean i swear like i mean it kind of is like a small area some kind of in the boondocks, kind of not in the boondocks, um, but this is the same court that the neighbor was at, too, <laughs> in the last story. But, yeah, the only description right now for current charges is threatening second degree, class A misdemeanor, um, and then disorderly conduct, class C misdemeanor. So, they're only misdemeanors, too, but, yeah, I digress. Let's just go ahead and dive into the recordings, because I feel like I can go more off of that. Um... Like I said, what led up to this was me moving him out because it was a whole situation of she wanted me particularly to go over over to her house for some sort of like holiday event thing, whatever, like celebration. And uh, like not even asked, not even like, hey, would you like to, you know, come around for this? She's just like, so Aspen's coming to this. I don't care if she's got plans or anything like that, like that verbatim. And yeah, she needs to tell me what she wants, like, as far as food goes, which I get that. But the fact that she kept saying, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, I don't care what you have planned. That's what irked me. I mean, let alone, like, I also had work that day. Um, Like, at the time, I was working at the dealership from, like, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I wouldn't have been able to go anyway. Um, But yeah, I didn't like that. And then I texted her, And I was basically just like, here, I'll actually read it to make it easier. Um, Not all of it, because it has some personal information. But um, majority of it. I was basically, like, telling her, like, I appreciate it. It's really nice of you. I just don't feel comfortable with it. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Um... So I said, in response to that, because she texted me and my number, because she demanded to have my number and whatnot. I was like, whatever, she can have my number. At this time, too, we, uh, M.A. was quarantining at my house because he got COVID. His entire family had COVID. Once he tested negative, I told him straight up, I'm like, hey, due to my health, it's either, you know, if you want to hang out, you quarantine here until everybody's not sick anymore at your house, or, you know we don't hang out because I'm not going to do this back and forth. You go around people that have COVID and then back to me. That's not a thing. Um, And coincidentally, right after this, he moved in too. So, yeah. So she texted me and she just reiterated like, hey, we're doing this this day. You're coming this time and blah, 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 blah. So I just said, hey, I don't need anything. Um, I appreciate it though. As far as celebrating Saturday and then she also said the 21st, like she was taking her and her daughter shopping and wanted me to go to uh, I said, I don't think I'm comfortable with that. I already celebrated yesterday with my family. Um, thank you, though. In complete transparency, do it our history So far, I don't feel comfortable being there right now, and I don't really like how this whole thing is being forced. I know you're doing it to be nice, but none of it was asked for me, just assumed. I've communicated with M.A. that once he talks to you or moves out or whatever he's planning to do... Um, I will work on getting more comfortable coming over once in a while, but only on those terms. And that was primarily because I didn't like how, especially in the past, because I used to spend holidays with all like the guy friends and everything part of the friend group and everything like that. uh, Because my family is decently far away. Um, And also went to like other States to family visit other family for holidays. So yeah, I just hung out at their houses and everything with their families and anytime I was over at his mom's house, it was always an issue when she would start stuff with me. Um, if I were to stand up for myself in the slightest, like one example is New Year's Eve. Fucking, um, she pulled me into the bathroom because I was sick and nauseous and having a migraine, which is just normal symptoms for me. Whatever. I was pushing through it, but I was also upset because a friend, I was there and friend, I, in me, have never been on good terms whatsoever because he also started stuff. That's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, she pulled me into the bathroom and was like, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? And trying to force me to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, I'm not taking a pregnancy test. I am not pregnant, especially with your son's kid. I have an implant in my arm. I have the next one on. So that is like a 99.9% no baby chance. Um, and As well as my uterus is too thin right now to even hold an embryo. So that's not a thing. I'm not pregnant. Thanks, though. And she wouldn't let me leave the bathroom. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave because that just made me super uncomfortable. Y'all have a good night. And I was getting ready to leave and she blocked the door, would not let me leave and kept threatening to call the cops on me for trying to leave and saying that she would tell him I was under the influence and X, Y, Z. I had not drank anything that night. I The only thing I had drank was a ginger ale because I was nauseous and that was about it. But whole big issue. And then other instances like that. And then afterwards... When, if I were to say something or just say like, no, like to the pregnancy thing, like I'm not pregnant or try to leave, she would lash out on her son and take it out on him and be like, you know, why do you have such shitty friends and she was physically abusive and X, Y, Z, whole ordeal. Um, yeah. Boop, 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 What else? I'm trying to see if there's anything else. That's, that's about it. Um. So, yeah. And then after that um, text conversation, she stops responding to me and she calls him. And then she goes off about the car thing, like him having a car and it was technically her car and blah, 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 and saying that he needs to go bring it there that night and his shit's going to be in the lawn. I also mentioned to her, like, I'm not comfortable because the COVID thing, because they all still had COVID in that house and I wasn't going to go there, risk my health, but... Um, And yeah, so she's still going off, blah, 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 blah. Then she texts me. She just says, my car, you take care of his driving needs. Enjoy facing the wall. Oh, enjoy facing the wall. (laughs) I was so confused by that because (laughs) my, uh, she tried calling me too, but I ignored it. My old like voicemail greeting, instead of being like, hey, this is Aspen. Thanks for calling. It was a excerpt from a Einstein Kills music video where Spencer Charnas just goes, I've chained to a goddamn wall right now. How the hell do you think I was able to do that? Or something like that. And yeah, so she's a fucking boomer and was like, oh, enjoy facing the wall. But yeah, so that whole thing where she got mad about that. And then since she demanded that his car be back there and that his stuff was going to like, she threatened to kick him out and whatnot. So I was just like, okay, we're gonna move you out. And we got a police escort to make sure nothing went wrong. He agreed to it. It was perfectly fine. Blah, blah, blah. Everything was fine. Fast forward three days. And this is where the recordings come. Because she, about two days afterwards, or maybe three, uh, called him at like 10 o'clock at night. Right? And we were at friend I's house because he wanted to go to friend I's house. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm bored. I'll go too. And, um... She calls, and she immediately was like, "Oh well, I hope I didn't wake you and Aspen up." And we're just both like, mm, "The fuck!" <laughs> and he's like, "No, uh, I'm actually at I's house, so no worries." And she's kind of going off again and demanding that he goes over there the following day, and saying that she doesn't care if we have plans or if he has to work or anything like that. He needs to be there. Whatever. Fast forward that day. This is a recordings come. So I want to give a brief disclaimer as well. Um, I'm going to have to cut out a lot of this because there's a lot of personal information and names in the majority of this recording. And I also want to say this is only a half hour out of the hour and a half that, like, all of this is going on. Um, and you guys are only going to hear certain excerpts as well. Um, but, yeah, like, we showed up to the house. She was immediately pissed and threatened to call the cops because I came to. Um... M.A. requested that I went with him so he felt safer um, in case she did anything and blah, 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 that whole ordeal. Um, So I went with him and we only had one vehicle. And I even offered, since she was mad that I showed up, to drive back to my house and just pick him up afterwards. I didn't care. I wasn't trying to interfere. And I ended up just sitting in the car the entire time until the ending when she forced me to get out of the vehicle. So after they talked for like a good hour... um, and whatnot. It was always just like, I could faintly hear it from the car. Cause like I said, I was sitting in the car. Um, it was just her being like, Oh yeah, well, you know, no more insurance, no more medical, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. That's normal. You move out of your parents' house. You no longer have those things. Cool. And then the rest of the hour of that conversation was just her asking what kind of control I had over him. What was so special about me and blah, blah, blah. And do mind you again, we were not together it was a one-night stand that kind of was friends with benefits, kind of not. Yeah. Um, and mostly just on my end, again, this is why I hate myself sometimes, is because I'm just so nice, and I give into so many things, and I let people cross those boundaries. Like, with the whole him pushing for a relationship thing. I did not want a relationship, but he wanted sex and all these things, and I let those boundaries be pushed. Um And even let him live with me as well, which was supposed to be a long-term thing. And I'm so fucking glad it was not. Um, Which it's not because he afterwards got mad that I, in the beginning, he was all for me pressing these charges against his mom and then pulled a 180 and got mad. And yeah. Um, But this part is just her asking him like, hey, you got the balls to ask her and shit like that. And yeah, being really dumb, but here you go. All that. and he's coming yeah, up
1: see, to that's me problem, like, fucking acting like...
0: he's knocking on the window right now to try and get me to like get out of the car and this is all over as well as i should mention this too um this is all over just she was kept going on about the whole control thing and blah, blah, blah. And there's like some sort of like Florida vacation that she was going to take him on and everything like that. And for some reason I had to get out of the car and give her permission to go on this or not give her, but give him permission to go on this vacation. But I had to stand in front of her eye to eye and say it to her face, um, which I was not comfortable with. And as it escalated, you could definitely tell it wasn't, just about this Florida vacation thing is very much she wanted to get close to me.
1: Oh, no. She gets out of the car. She stands in front of me, and I talk to her. Yeah. I'm not walking over there. You gotta have all get out of that car and talk to me. There's no reason why I have to walk over there. All you gotta do is get out of the car and look me in the fucking eye.
0: I don't Yeah, so this whole beginning of this is just her trying to get me out of the vehicle and walk over in front of her and everything like that. I also should add that um, the entire time, too, she refused to let us leave, kept blocking the car anytime either of us tried to drive it out of the driveway and everything like that. Would Was refusing to let us leave and said, unless I got out and stood in front of her and told her whatever she wanted to hear, we weren't allowed to leave.
1: An adult, you will stand up and you will talk to me. This is petty bullshit. No, it's about being an adult. Adults don't treat other adults like this. Um, Adults talk to each other in the eye. They don't refuse to get out of the car. They don't threaten their son. I'm not threatened.
0: So, yeah, don't threaten your son, as in, like, don't threaten that we can't leave. So skipping forward a little bit, again, I had to cut out a lot because there's some names and everything, and I don't want to put those names out there, especially the people that were brought into this situation that very much don't have anything to do with it. Uh, But then there's this, just continuing a little bit. I don't know
1: what control you have, I but you are going to get your fucking ass out of that car, and you're going to talk to me. It's
0: me just saying, nope.
1: You're gonna be with a woman that totally disrespects your mother. I will sit right here. So you just get up, I will sit right here. For a no. Really? It's just about Florida. I understand that, but the thing that she does not understand is I don't have any control over him. He does what he wants.
0: And then that's just continuing. We go back and forth about the whole stupid Florida thing. But I was trying to keep my boundaries firm and hard, and. I don't like the way I engaged with her because it's kind of petty, to be honest. And I was very much being a bitch back to her. I was just so fucking done. And this this woman, uh, this is just like an ounce of it. Uh, again, I had to hide a lot of it personal information and names. Um, but that whole get out of the car, you have to get out of the car. I did not feel comfortable with it. Eventually, I stood up and kind of had like one foot out on the ground and one foot in the car and had the door open in front of me as like a like barrier boundary thing because she kept trying to inch closer to the car as well um especially like towards the middle bit um we'll get to that but she was trying to get towards the car and everything and kept trying to pull the door and get to me and like grab my clothes and shit and just really uncomfortable
1: you gotta make a choice right now me or her and you shouldn't even have that ultimatum for your son. Like, oh yeah. Because you won't get out of the car and respect him. Because I don't fucking trust you. I don't fucking trust you either. But if you fucking get out of the car and talk to me like an adult, what's the difference? Oh, there's a big difference. I got 30 years on you. What the fuck does that matter? You are a petulant little child that is not going to do what they don't want
0: to do because they don't want to do it. Yeah, and then she goes on and on after that bit being like, if you really actually cared about my son, you would do this, you would do that, blah, 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 you'd get out of the car and you'd face me. And it's a whole... Just wait, I'm going to skip forward a bit because, again, this is like a half hour of just this argument alone. And that's, like, way too much to fucking pop into this. Um, So I'm going to skip forward a little bit to, like, the more intense parts and then further explain why I ended up pressing charges.
1: I already have my car insurance set up ready for whenever he gets a vehicle. That's going to him. As soon as he's buying a car, car. Here. no, yeah? it's so- you're buying another car. You're I'm buying it. it.
0: so that bit is just I wanted to add that to show literally these are the links I'm not trying to give myself props or anything but these are the links I go through just for fucking friends let alone somebody I'm in a relationship with like I very much am the kind of person and the toxic exes of mine like to call it micromanaging and being controlling Um, but I'm very much the kind of person that like I was never handed things to me in life. I never had a leg up or anything like that. So, I guess that kind of translated over into me wanting to, I guess, just, like, give everything to somebody. Like, I want – I wanted somebody to take care of. And I went to the lengths of – I was in the process of, you know, getting a loan to buy him a car from my old job at the dealership. And I also bought him a phone after this incident, which I'll elaborate more on that because in that, too, uh, she pressed charges on me. and the whole fucking phone thing is so unbelievably stupid and ridiculous. Um, but again, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, the amount of links I go to, and this is just on a fucking friend budget, let alone a fucking girlfriend budget or a wifey budget. Like, holy shit. I feel so dumb. And him and EJ, the uh, toxic ex, are the reasons I am dead fucking broke right now. Um, because... EJ stole literally $900 from me that I had in a savings account that, well, more so I gave him $900 to put in a bank account that we were going to make a joint bank account, but he never gave me access to it. And that was going to be for our place to live and saving up for the baby and et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden that money disappeared. And his excuse originally was, oh, well, I put it like a savings bond thing. I just can't like access it for like three years, blah, 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 which already pissed me off because that was money that we needed then, money that I needed then. It was my money, not an ounce of it was his. It was all for my job. He didn't have a job. And I'm also the one that paid for everything for him, bought him everything, (sighs) did everything financially. And I'm not even exaggerating on that point either. Like he didn't have a job. He dropped out of high school. He didn't have a license. He didn't have a car. He didn't have anything. And he was living with his parents in their garage. <laughs> I have bad taste. And then, um, but I also at that time lived an hour and a half away from him. So I drove every morning at four o'clock in the morning, an hour and a half to get him at five 30, drive all the way back to my parents' house when I was living with them and then stay the entire day bring him back, go back home. And I did that every single day. And that's not accounting for all the other places that we drove to, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. I bought him shoes. I like anything he wanted, he had it. I was definitely a sugar mama, um, (laughs) balling on a budget as a sugar mama too. Um, But back then as well, like parent benefits of living with your, like the benefits of living with your parents, you don't have to pay for housing. And that $900 was for the housing and for the baby I was expecting and everything like that. And that went poof, bye-bye. Um, and then I since confronted him about it recently because he came back into my life and I confronted him about it. It was like, Hey, so by the way, um, since you're back in my life and all this, and you want to apologize for everything, where is this $900 buddy? And, uh, He came up with a new lie and said, oh, well, my dad took it and blah, blah, blah. You know how my dad is. Because he always claimed that his dad was an alcoholic, which whatever, cool. I never witnessed anything like that when I was with him and saw his parents. But if that's the case, then so be it. But there's no fucking way your dad could have gotten into your bank account and took $900 because he didn't have a joint bank account with his parents. They weren't co-signers, co-owners, nothing like that. So whatever i digress but yeah those are just the links i go to and i was i just wanted to save this kid you know because like his mom was such a toxic mom and i wanted to set him off right and that's the thing i also hate too is when he decided to flip a switch and get mad at me for pressing charges on his mom and start all this shit, which oh my god like started so much as in like damaged my property threatened stuff with my car um and all that and didn't pay bills that he owed etc etc so left me in debt because he didn't pay those bills but made all those threats i as much as i was upset i reached out to his dad and because he was close with his dad i was just like hey i don't know if you know what's going on with the situation at all but um he's deciding to you know go off and i'm concerned about his mental health i'm concerned about his well-being I, you know, have no feelings whatsoever when it comes to whatever the fuck we had. I just care about his mental health at this point because he's surrounding himself with bad people. He doesn't have a car. The phone is still in my name that I bought him. He apparently doesn't have any savings, etc, etc. If you could just reach out to him and help him out, I feel like that'd be a great idea. That was it. (laughs) Like, And that definitely wasn't my place. And this is one thing that I had to get over was treating – it's the whole TikTok thing. Doing wifey things on a girlfriend budget or especially on a friend budget because that's very much what I did. And that's how I got walked all over even more. But continuing, scrubbing through a little bit, um, she at one point said – like, I – kind of a dick she was bringing up florida again and i said that's up to his comfort level i have nothing to do with it it's his comfort level with you blah 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 and then she turns to him and she's like you wouldn't be comfortable with me and i'm not gonna put this bit in because it mentions his sister a lot too and i don't want to have her information out there um plus a lot of editing on my part but yeah. And then I was being a spiteful bitch. And I said, well, honestly, if you're my mom, I wouldn't be comfortable around you either. And then she goes, well, honestly, if you were my daughter, I would have killed you. And then I go, kill me, bitch. <laughs> not good. Not good at all. And um, then she was like, oh, you don't want to start this. And... Blah blah blah. And I just turn to MA and I'm like, that's a threat. That's a fucking threat right there. We're leaving. Get your shit. I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. And then this is where she's like, All right, I'm gonna say goodnight to my son. All right. I'm done with you. Okay. Be off
1: with you, wait. Sit in the car, shut the door, go away. Nope. I'm going to say goodnight to my son. me so just saying nope. I will stand right here. You want me to stand outside? I'm standing outside. Do I need to call the police, on you? Yeah. Do it. Do oh, oh, it, please. Really?
0: Yes, right now. I'm going to disclaimer this, too. I was being a spiteful bitch. <laughs> so just bear in mind when you hear what I say next. Right now. I'll
1: do it. Do you, you want me to know that? how much I know them? It doesn't fucking matter. You on that night and say goodnight. They do that anyway. Oh, no. I have I had had more experience with the state police than you do thanks to my dead daughter. I have had five incidences with you know my name like the back of their fucking hand, you know too. Exactly oh, and where you're I live. proud of what you did to know?
0: This is, this is the part. <laughs> it's getting to it. Just wait. <laughs>
1: well, I didn't do anything. Oh! It was okay. a car accident. You didn't do it anything. It was a circle X. I have no, I have no criminal record. I'll, I'll be
0: damned if I get one. I would love to have one. This At part. least there would be a point to it. Call yep. them. Yeah, and then she just turns back to her son and she's like, "Is again, is this who you want to be with? Is this the kind of person you want in your life? Blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah, so... Love that. (laughs) So, editing Aspen popping in, I do want to add a note. So, the reason I pressed charges against her wasn't because of the whole, like, if you're my daughter, I'd kill you thing. I mean, that definitely added bonus points to it. But before this entire situation, she kept making threats to come to my house and saying I needed to meet with her face to face and she was going to teach me a lesson and set me right and blah 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 um and then also i touch base a little bit later on the fact that like she actually actively tried to find my address and come to my house and was driving around and stuff like she she's actually like driving around my fucking like neighborhood she vaguely knows where i live and i really hope to fucking god she does not actually find out where i live because scary i don't want to deal with that um another reason why i need a fucking move um but she was also saying amongst the text messages that she was going to teach me a lesson. She was going to slap me. She was going to beat my ass and this and that. And just back and forth amongst all of that. Um, so, yep.
1: <laughs> he has no fucking doing in this. He doesn't get the blame for the shit I say. I'm saying it because I want to say it and I'm sick and tired of hearing this shit. He's making oh, well. a decision right now. Okay. You or me. Yeah, see... And that's a bullshit ultimatum to give your son. Yeah, to a cunt? No, it's not. Bullshit ultimatum. You're a fucking cunt. You're worthless. I know. I know. Yeah,
0: and then she just keeps going, you're a cunt, you're worthless, you're this, you're that. Um, I get a little spicy and I'm like, guess what? I might as well just get that word tattooed on because clearly you think that's what I really am. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're probably going to get out on your ass, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm not a slut. But we're going to skip ahead a little bit further to, like, the more spicy bits. Now, this part right here, I want to preface. Um, I say I'm going to call the cops because, like, she's threatening me and blah, blah, blah. And more shit with the sister. Um, and saying that I'm trespassing now. Um, so this just cuts into her telling me to do it and then also getting closer to the car. So.
1: Oh. Do it! Do it! Grab
0: your stuff and go. Do it! Do it! And again, this is like the third time amongst this entire recording, and we're only ten minutes in, maybe, um, that I'm saying, let's get your stuff and let's go, because I'm not going to sit here anymore.
1: You don't have the balls don't to doing. Doing. do it! Don't do, do it! Don't do, do
0: it! I am. And then that's me in the background saying, don't get close to me, stop getting close to me. 'Cause she keeps inching closer to the car and trying to get like the door that's in front of me and grabbing it. Do it. Do it. But do you want to point? It. I wanted to, want to do it.
1: Because I'm standing on You are doing something that I don't
0: understand. Yeah, the rest of it's really muffled because Emma is like getting in the car and this like His phone is in his pocket that he's recording with. So, yeah, that's about that. This next part, (laughs) I again was being a petty bitch, Um, and she just keeps going on about how I'm controlling and everything, and asking why like he hasn't been able to have contact with his siblings and him and her and blah blah blah. I'm like, I have no control over that. That's his own doing. I've encouraged him to have a relationship with. Fucking sister name and fucking sister name. And she got so mad at the fact that I said fucking in front of the second sister's name. So she was like, Why are you putting the word fucking in front of my daughter's name like that? And I just, I did stare in her eyes and I just go, Fucking sister's name. And she just like grumbled and it was so weird. And then after the grumble, said this and this kind of set me off. Um, Now, I over exaggerated a bit. Um, I do have a brain disease going on and a heart thing, like I mentioned earlier, but um, she attacks me for shaking. And I'm not sure how much detail I've wanted to admit so far, but like. With my heart thing, if I get emotionally overexerted or physically overexerted, my heart beats too fast, and then it's too slow to try and combat it, and then too fast, too slow, too fast, too slow, and if I don't sit down and, like, calm down, like, I will faint, um, so I get really shaky when I'm about to faint, um, and then she notices that and nitpicks it, obviously, and I over-exaggerate, and I go, yeah, and I have a brain tumor, too, which isn't true, I don't have a fucking brain tumor, but here we go, <laughs>
1: I do see you shaking. I guess you're a little nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm fucking sick, bitch. Sick? Sick again? I have a brain tumor and a brain disease and a heart defect. Yes. That's been an ongoing thing. That's why I didn't want to come over when y'all had COVID, even if you weren't positive. So the
0: bitch is going to die, and that's why you're staying with her? I'm not going to fucking die. Too bad. Yeah, and she just says, too bad. Like, uh, <laughs> that part really set me off. And then um, right after I say, okay, let's go again. And the rest of it is just her uh, calling more, calling me more slurs and everything like that. And then she starts bringing up Emma's um, exes and how we all act the same and how... We hate her and blah, 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 which one thing I want to bring up too, if it is consistent that the woman in your son's life or in your life or any person in your life frequently has the same opinion towards something or somebody that you do or that you're around or anything like that, that should say something. And this is the thing that irks me about a lot of relationships and men and people in general is the same issues will come up over and over and over again. And instead of looking at it and being like, okay, well, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe, you know, I'm causing this. Maybe I should fix this, which I've done that a lot. You know, I used to be with the whole suicide thing. And this is what I hate the most about, you know, the fact that I've self-harmed before and my suicide attempt, which when I attempted suicide, quote unquote, um, I had an overdose on like, that was like 120 Topamax or something like that, which Topamax is like a migraine medication, but also a heart regulator. So, <laughs> My body was a little fucked up, to say the least. Um, but the thing I hate the most about that is uh, people kind of skirt around me, like they tiptoe around me. You know, like in their defense, I, when I was younger, and occasionally here and there, currently, had like make some self-deprecating, like death jokes, like, "Oh yeah, like somebody will fucking die in like a TV show or something like that." I'll just be like, "Me too," or "Wish I could do that," but. It's also partially the TikTok Gen Z humor getting to me as well, which, again, is no defense for me. And I really need to work on that a lot better. Um, I, again, no defense whatsoever. It's me and I'm fully in control of this and need to fix it for sure. That was just my humor for the longest time, especially with this friend group with MA and uh, like my old friend group when I was in my freshman year. Those were the kind of jokes that everybody told or like suicide jokes like, (laughs) gonna go fucking take a bath with my bath bomb toaster, um, stuff like that. So I have to outgrow that and I have to really eradicate it. It, It's definitely gotten a lot less than, but it's just, I mean, I, I feel like people tiptoe around me because If you were to meet me in real life, my entire right arm is just littered in scars because I self-harmed a lot, which was a really stupid reason why I started. Again, it was like sixth grade, middle school, and some girl in my French class was like cutting in class, and I was trying to console her, and she was like, well, you're not really depressed unless you cut. So then to prove a point, I went home, broke a glass cup, and cut. And ever since then, it became an addiction um, because I did it so often to try and make her feel like she wasn't alone, and then started doing it myself, and then it became a punishment and a whole fucking ordeal, which I'm clean. I haven't done it in a while. I'm even getting it tattooed. Not, not tattooed. Yeah, I am getting it tattooed, actually. I'm getting it covered up um, with a tattoo in July. July 15th is my first appointment, as long as I am financially stable. Um, so, that'll be fun, but um, it just... Like I said, it feels like people tiptoe around me when it comes to that, and a lot of people absolutely, like, hate me and find me disgusting for that, I wish I get it. There's such a stigma against mental health and people that self-harm and everything like that, and I hate it. I hate it myself that I even did it in the first place, and it makes me feel disgusting, but it sucks even more when people, especially tiptoe around the fact of, like, suicide and think that any wrong thing is going to make me, like, just set off and I'm going to kill myself or people get upset by those, like, jokes. Like, I think people get more upset by the <laughs> fucking, you know, dying jokes now that I do have so many scars and that I have had that attempt and everything like that. Um Because without those, it wasn't an issue. It was just a funny thing. And with some people that don't know about my scars and my history, it's a funny thing because it's like a TikTok trend and everything like that to be like, ha-ha, you know. Um <laughs> But yeah, and it just, that's my big thing with even my current relationship now that I'm so petrified of is that that's going to become an issue and that I'm going to be looked at a certain way because of it, or maybe family will look at me a certain way because of it. And I don't want that. And I wish I could erase it. And I really hope that once I have this tattoo, it'll be a bit better um, because I'm getting like an entire sleeve to cover it all up. So I'm hoping that will be better, which... I absolutely fucking love my artist, okay? love him so much. Like, literally, I just called the shop randomly one day. I was like, hey, do you guys do, like, scar cover-ups by chance? They're like, go ahead, come in. We'll look at it, and we'll see. I come in, and I show the person at, like, the front, like, my scars and everything, and he just points me in the direction of this guy named Shane, which all guys named Shane are fucking fantastic. You know, like Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved? Absolutely love his energy love the, like, humor that he has, love him as a human being, pure human being, and just overall great. All Shanes have the same fucking energy, (laughs) like, the same personality that I'm realizing, and this Shane, like, immediately fucking psyched out, and he showed me one of his tattoos that he got when he was younger and everything to cover up his self-harm scars, too, and he's like, I get it, I totally do, you know, you just gotta promise me that you're not gonna do it anymore. I'm like, no, I'm clean, I'm good, I just don't want it there as a reminder, um, in case I do go so- go through something else, like, very emotional, I don't want it there. And also, I work with kids. Like, I'm a nanny, and I also work at a kid's swimming place right now, and it's becoming summertime. I don't want to have to keep wearing long sleeves because it's very uncomfortable, but I also can't really show this to, like, people. Like, I can't have the parents look at that and be like, hey, uh, the fuck? Because it's very much a thing you know, like I said, it's a stigma. When people see that, they think disgustingly of you. Um, And I hate it. It's not a justifiable thing. Like I said, self-harm is never a justifiable thing. It's terrible. I hate it. And to anybody that has does it, has done it, it gets better. It does. Um, And you shouldn't have to physically harm yourself to feel anything as a punishment or anything like that. Um, another thing, side note about the self-harm, too, that kick-started kick started it back up is I did it when I was in middle school, right? I stopped, like, my freshman year all the way up to, like, my junior, senior year of high school, um, or a little bit further, and then in my relationship with EJ, <laughs> I can't blame him because, again, it's my fault, but he would do stuff like i want to say maybe a week or two after we first started dating he threatened to cut me and i thought it was a joke I-, I forgot what i said or what i did i think i was like being a little brat like me i'm very playful in the sense of like um somebody was telling me to do something and i'm like make me you're like in, in that kind of way like bratty um and i think he like wanted to go out somewhere and i didn't want to get up and i was like kind of being, like, a little baby bratty, whatever. I was like, I don't want to get up. Oh, no, like, pick me up, make me. And, um, he was like, I will make you, and, like, flipped out his pocket knife. And I was like, you won't. Do it. You won't. And he literally came over, grabbed my wrist super fucking hard where I couldn't take it back, and cut along the top of my right wrist. And I already had some scars there, um, like the long ones going down. Um the vertical ones and then yeah he cut straight across and then did like it was kind of like more so on like the bone on the side of my wrist straight across that and I was just kind of stunned afterwards I was like what the fuck and he for some reason had this like really sick addiction to pain and seeing his partner in pain with like cutting and stuff like that and encouraged me to cut to get him off I never directly did that Um like at all. But he also, whenever we got arguments and stuff like that, and I mentioned how it was fucking with my mental health and everything like that and giving me really, really shitty feelings, he would always just be like, Well then cut then. You won't fucking cut. And again, you know, same kind of thing like in sixth grade of like, you know, you're not really depressed unless you cut. I was like, Okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna prove him wrong. And I did it. Which again, I was young, I was dumb. And very much, very, very, very vulnerable. And it was really stupid. And that point, it turned into an addiction from there on. And it got bad because anytime that he would yell at me, degrade me, anything like that, I would cut, kind of like to set the words that he was saying to me in um, and to punish myself for making him get to that point, which is really shitty. But uh, back to the tattoo. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, he showed me his cover-up and everything and I was super psyched and then he asked me he's like well you know what are you thinking about getting what are you into and I was like well I don't really know I mean I kind of like horror and as soon as I said horror face fucking lit up he was so excited it was like a kid in a candy store it was so adorable and funny to see a grown-ass man just get so excited over something but I I love him he's great um and he's like okay what kind of horror though and I was like well I don't know like you know, eighties horror like West Craven kind of stuff like Ghost Faced, Freddy Krueger, Ghost Faced <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> and um, you know, like Jason, I like Leatherface. And he's like, Have you ever seen Trick or Treat? And I'm like, Oh yeah, why? And he was like, I absolutely love that little dude. I feel like that would look amazing amongst all of them. he's like, do you want to do like portraits or what? And I'm like, portraits would be really cool. um, But like, I kind of want to just leave it up to my artist. And that's what I want to do with the majority of my tattoos when I get my bigger pieces after the ones I have in mind is just leave it up to the artist. Um, The only ones on my body right now that I got that I actually wanted and planned so far is the Jason on my rib cage. And I have one, two, three... Or five tattoos technically six if we count the quote that's underneath my jason on my ribcage. i have a jason mask um so i guess two if we're counting the quote and the jason mask um and i mean i guess the one on my thigh i have like a witch hand and a cuff um like a metal cuff link like she was chained to the wall like in salem um holding a pumpkin that one i wanted as well but it wasn't like I had that idea and I went in like, Hey, I want this specifically. Um, the rest of them were all just like fucking spontaneous or people did them on me for fun and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, definitely excited about that. It's gonna be like all portraits of like Jason. We're gonna do the eighth Jason. Um, we're gonna do the 1984, Freddy Krueger, 84 and 94. I remember, um, we're going to do Leatherface, we're going to do Michael Myers, it's going to be a whole fucking thing, I'm psyched for it, um, it's definitely going to make me a lot more comfortable in my skin as well, um, and I also just want more tattoos, so it's going to be great all around, and then, like, I just, I love my artist, like, I, I'm excited to fucking sit there and just talk for hours, like, yeah, but anyway, continuing, so after the fact of when we finally left and she finally let us leave and everything like that, um, she kind of just gave up on the fucking Florida thing and we get back to my house. Right. And maybe about not even 10, not no, not even like maybe a minute or two after we walk through the door, it's like, she fucking knew, like she had the location on or something. Um, but she didn't, um, like, like she fucking knew, like a sixth sense she was blowing up his phone, blowing up my phone, saying that she wanted the phone that he had back. Again, he paid for this as well. It was just under her name. Um, not like the car where like they were both paying it off, but like this one he actually bought out and was it was just under her name. Um, and so I was like, okay, whatever, I'm not fucking around with this. I texted her. Or actually, I didn't even text her yet. We went straight to ATT. I bought him a new phone, I paid for it. Bitch was fucking expensive because instead of settling for like an S E or something a little cheaper, he wanted the iPhone 12 pro (laughs) fuck my bank account and uh yeah so luckily that phone was on sale so I think it was like 50 percent off but that's still 700 fucking dollars or at least that's what the bill said and uh on top of like starting a new service fee the data itself and this and that it was like a good 150 dollars um so we love that we love that and maybe a little less. I'm not sure if they split it up or not, but still a hefty amount of money to be paying that I did not have. Um, because also during this time, um, that's when I was going through stuff financially because I just left the dealership. So I had like no income besides my nanny job, which at that time it was only like two days out of the week. So nothing to really base off of. And then <laughs> we're fast forwarding a little bit after we get out of 18 the second week get out. His phone's being blown up. Actually, no. No, 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 no. Right before we walk into at t when we park in the parking lot, because I drove and everything, he... M.A. gets a text on his phone from his friend I that says, Hey, uh, here's a screenshot. Your mom's asking for Aspen's address. What the fuck is going on? It's literally a screenshot. No idea how the fuck she got his number, but a screenshot of her saying to him hey, do you by chance know what Aspen's address is? And he goes, no, honestly, I don't. Why? And she just goes, no worries, I'll find it. Don't worry. And we're like, what the fuck? So red flag, red flag on the fucking plate of that one. And then again, we get into at t do the whole thing, come out, and then once he activates the new phone, he's got like two more Snapchats from people being like, hey, buddy, uh, your mom's asking for Aspen's address. Is everything okay? What the fuck's going on? And then also, one of those two people that Snapchatted him, like, about the address thing, he also mentioned, like, one of the friends also mentioned that his mom, M.A.'s mom, called the friend's dad, called the friend's fucking dad, asking for my address and saying that I'm in legal trouble. Like, as in me, Aspen is in deep ass legal trouble and she needs to know my address for the cops like what the fuck so (laughs) I text her myself and I say okay we got ma a new phone since you want this one I will come drop it off in your mailbox we're not gonna have any contact whatsoever she's blowing up my phone saying I need to come face her and stand up to her and blah 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 talk to her in person like an adult same thing in the recordings and before the recordings same fucking thing like a broken record and I say, no, not going to happen. I'll drop the phone off in your mailbox. That is it. Blocked her number. And then MA was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to my dad's house to de-stress and talk to him about it, get some advice, blah, blah, blah. He leaves. Not even like five, ten minutes after he leaves, I get a call from the state police saying, hey, is this Aspen? And I'm like, yeah, this is probably about MA's mom wanting the phone, blah, blah, blah. And then the officer on the phone is just like, this is about MA's mom, but what do you mean about a phone? We didn't hear anything about a phone. And I'm like, uh, what are you calling then? And they were just like, "Well, we need MA's new phone number. We heard that he changed it. We need it so we can get a hold of him. Um, we have to get in contact with him." And I'm like, "Okay, can I ask what this is about?" And they're like, "We can't disclose any information to you. Uh, you are advised not to go anywhere." And we will get a hold of you if we need any information from you. And so I'm like, okay, uh, here's his number. Just don't give it to his mom because she's fucking psychotic and trying to figure out where I live right now. <laughs> I didn't say psychotic or anything like that. But I just said, yeah, just for his own protection. He doesn't want her to have his number. Please don't share her like his number with her or anything like that. And the officer's like, we won't. Okay, bye. And then, so I text MA. I'm like, hey, by the way, um, the cops might be calling you because I literally just got a call asking for your phone number and stuff. Hope that's okay. Hope you're doing well. And then a half hour later, he finally texts back and he's like, yeah, they called me and they came over to my dad's house and did a welfare check on me and asked if I was feeling safe in your house, if I was being abused, if I was like being told to be kept quiet, if I was being threatened in any way, if I had any suicidal thoughts, anything like that. I was like, what the fuck? And then they left. And then to protect myself, I was finally like, okay, I'm gonna press these charges because yeah, like, I don't want her fucking pulling something on, like, over me before I am able to press these charges against her for threatening me. So, I call the police station, and I'm like, hey, uh, so y'all just called me, did this welfare check, um, I want to press my own charges. And they send an officer out, and I told the officer the situation, he's like, yeah, I heard about it, blah, 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 um, and told me that there was a domestic call, like, as in domestic abuse, and I'm like, this fucking bitch, she literally called the cops on me for supposedly domestically abusing her son, when the entire time she was, like, after I texted her, too, before I blocked her number, she was threatening to call the cops on me, saying that she had my address, and she's gonna come, and blah, 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 and I was like, this bitch, really, and this is a pattern, with these a's um is they he pulled the same shit he pulled the literal same shit um when he moved out and everything because he didn't get all of his fucking stuff when he moved out and i mentioned it to him and i'm like hey like come get it or i'm just gonna throw it out and he threatened to call the cops on me for saying i would throw out his shit i'm like well you're not fucking here like, you're not fucking here. And he's like, well, that's illegal to throw out so many stuff. I'm like, you're not here. I didn't know if you're fucking coming back. What what am I supposed to do? Just sit here, twiddle my thumbs with all these fucking CDs and shit? Like, I, what am I going to do with it? What the fuck am I going to do with it? Like, I, you want me to wear your socks and fucking underwear around just to wait for you? Like, no. No, homie, that's not going to happen. But, yeah, the fucking audacity. And then the police officer that showed up for me calling to say I'm going to press the charges had me write a statement and everything. And then at first was like, you know, you're probably not going to be the, like, press these charges because this isn't that much information to go off of, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll try. And then maybe 20 minutes later, uh, he called, like the police officer called me and he's like, hey, by the way, when is your friend MA going to be home by chance? Because I need to get a statement from him as well. And, like, MA just left his dad ho- dad's house, and I was like, um, he's about, like, 10 minutes out or so, blah, blah, blah. And the officer's like, okay, cool. I'll be there when he gets there. I'm like, all right, cool, means. Uh, And the second MA pulls into my, like, parking, uh, like, my driveway, the cop pulls in immediately after as if he was just fucking waiting. Like, he was ready um ma made a statement too It matched up perfectly with mine obviously because we were both fucking there and i was able to press the charges um and yeah it's threatening to the second degree and disorderly conduct because ma mentioned that she was drinking and shit uh, and that she also had a minor in the household um so that was the whole thing she got arrested which the police officer called me again this all happened around like six o'clock at night to like seven 30 ish at night. Um, and the police officer called me back at like 1130, right. When I was about to go to bed, I was like, Hey, just wanted to give you an update. Uh, Emma's mom got arrested for these charges. She was, there was like another charge too, but I think they dropped that one. Cause there was three. Um, I forgot what it was. And oh, it was stalking stalking got dropped, which that one baffles me. Because she, like, by asking people for my address definitely was stalking um, over the disorderly conduct, but whatever, I digress. Um, And then, yeah, so it was threatening, stalking, disorderly conduct that she was arrested on, but now it's just the two. Um, she was released on bond, which her bond was a thousand dollars, which again, I find fucking hilarious that she somehow was able to pay the thousand dollars, but couldn't pay her son back and pay all these other things, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I was told by that police officer that she was going to go to like court. Um, since she, if you're released on bond, you immediately have to go to court, uh, or you wait it out in jail. And I was like, okay, do I need to go? And he was like, no, uh, if, you know, if the court wants you there and they need you there, they will call you themselves. And they haven't heard anything in a couple of months. And this was all back, I pressed the charges all back in the beginning of April and, like, the first week of April. And that was literally it. Like... (laughs) Literally, that was it, and then that's when M.A. also left, like, immediately after that. I think it was, like, the day after. He was like, yeah, no, like, I'm mad at you for pressing charges on my mom, blah, blah, blah. Like, complete light switch. Which, happy birthday to me, because I'm an April 3rd baby, and that was a hell of a way to fucking celebrate. But, yeah, and it's just the fucking audacity to me, and I really feel like I jinxed myself in that, too, with her calling the cops on me for supposed domestic abuse. Which, again, it got dropped because I'm not an abusive motherfucking asshole like she is um, in any way of the sense. And fucking just, oh my god, the audacity. But also there was no foundation, no proper statement, and then M.A. told the cops, now I'm fine. So, yeah. Um, And I just, I'm kind of shocked that it's still going on and... I'm glad I was able to, like, make this and just rant it out because it's still fucking... It just irks me. And then the fact that, like, the investigator called me and was asking if I wanted to drop the charges, no. I want a fucking restraining order because I don't trust the bitch. I don't trust her at all. She's scary. She's quite frankly scary. That's another thing, too. And why originally when we moved him out that we had the cops escort us because he had... She had physically assaulted like punched his sister before his eldest sister his other sister's fiance him multiple times it was a whole ordeal and what we found out too that night when he went to his dad's house his dad told him that his mom and the reason he left because his dad left when he's super little and the reason that his dad left was because she used to chase him around with baseball bats and beat him until he passed out let that set in. Okay, if a woman is capable of beating the shit out of her husband with a baseball bat, what the fuck is she gonna do to tiny ass me? Like, yeah, I'm tall, but I'm very small. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't trust that. I don't trust that at all. I mean, I know for a damn fact if she were to actually show up at my house, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if it would be fight or flight for me. But I would hope it'd be fight because defense at that point. Um, and I'm not doing that. Also, I cannot stand getting in a physical fight. Because if I were to get in a physical fight, there's most likely a chance I'd be put in a coma because of the shit going on in my brain. Like, I can't have too much fucking trauma to my head. Um, and I feel like she would definitely, definitely aim for that. Because she knows. She knows I've got the whole. I have the whole brain shake going on and whatnot. But yeah, that's the whole fucking situation. I'm just overall done. Like, I hate. This is a common thing with all of my relationships. Is no matter how shitty they are, and no, no matter how much I saved myself by leaving when I did, I'm still having to deal with the repercussions months later, years later. It's a whole fucking ordeal. And yeah. I I don't know. I got nothing. But, I mean, even at that point, too, the one thing I want to note as well, when he moved in with me, two weeks prior, we decided we were going to chill out any kind of romantic connections or anything like that because I wasn't feeling it, and I finally broke and like just snapped because I was done, and I didn't like it, and we agreed to that, and it was specifically like primarily just as roommates. That's the thing, too. And... So, like, for almost a month, we were specifically just roommates, or that was the aim of it, and just friends. But, yeah. So, (sighs) I've been single for a long-ass time. And I think that's a thing a lot of people don't understand. And I especially want to add that. It is because, like... We weren't, again, we weren't a thing. And then we specifically for that entire month did not have anything going on. But I was still doing the fucking top tier fucking defensive shit. Ugh. I just hate that it's still going on to this day. You know, I just want, I just want a fucking break. I just want to be happy, not have anything to fucking deal with. And I mean, it's a lot less than it was like a month ago, a lot less. But at the same time, it's it's still a lot. You know what I mean? Like I have the pressures of the economy on my plate right now. I have, <laughs> I have the pressures of like Kylo's situation. I have all this legal shit. And like I said, the fucking cops know me first name basis. Like that's that's a bit much at that point in time. Um, and yeah, I and I have a relationship, dude. I just. I want what I fucking deserve for once. Like, I put in way, 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 way too much. And this is the thing that Sophie keeps reminding me. Is, like, I put in way too fucking much. Um, I just want... I want, like, that old-timey romance. You know, like, if anybody's ever watched Labyrinth, okay? Okay, Labyrinth is a little fucked up and not the best image for romance. Because the Goblin King literally steals Sarah's brother and, like, whatnot to try and get her... It, yeah but just the euphoria of what the ballroom scene gives you like the euphoria that the ballroom scene in labyrinth think about that feeling that it gives you watching that right very romantic very serene very just in that feeling and that like fight for you kind of romance kind of thing and you know writing letters to each other doing these things dancing The feeling that that scene encapsulates is what I want my romantic life to be like. But I feel like that is so hard, especially in today's age, to get that. And I just, I keep getting the short end of the fucking stick because I always keep getting caught in these things. Anytime I'm in a relationship or a friendship or whatever ship with somebody, like, I do too much. I do way too much for these people and I get caught up in these situations and I'm the one getting fucked over at the end of the day. Still, it's just baffling. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if anybody listening has any like psycho mother-in-law kind of stories or anything like that, by all means, <laughs> reach out, comment them below, anything like that. And um, any stories that do get submitted, I definitely will feature in an episode. I feel like that would be pretty fucking sick. Um, I don't really know how to, how to end this. I have to go edit this. So I should probably, probably should end it now. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. That was a little hectic, not as funny as last time, not as many jokes, um, and a little all over the place, but yeah, hope you enjoyed. (laughs) Anyway, bye!